Welcome, everyone, to the first ever recording for Ride the Pine. My name is Dan. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. I'm also joined by my co-hosts, uh, Kyle. Hello. And Ron. What's up? That's my catchphrase. So, basically, this podcast is more or less going to be about sports, sports, and nothing but sports. Uh, we are going to be covering anything from basketball to baseball to hockey to football, even fantasy football in the mix. I know Ron's very excited about that one. I love fantasy football. Um, especially when we do a golf episode. That's going to be his favorite. Oh, my God. You have no idea. I, I, I know that trick that Tiger Woods does where he, like, bounces the ball off of the club and then hits it through the air. Um, I, I've seen it. I've never done it myself, but I've seen it. Um, that's about my knowledge of golf. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty much all you need to know about golf, more or less. Yep. Um, so for this episode, we're going to be talking Stanley Cup playoffs. Ooh. I know Kyle is very excited when I told him it was going to be about hockey. No, Kyle's time of year is football. He loves football. He's a big football guy. But the playoffs just started this past week. And it has been pretty interesting up to this point. It's really amazing to see a team like the Vegas Golden Knights, who this is their first season in the NHL, and they're playing as well as they have been. It's really been amazing to watch. Yeah, I'm definitely pulling for them uh, to make it all the way to the finals. Because if, I mean, it, it gives me hope for my horrible, horrible Buffalo Sabres that eventually they might be able to put together a team of washed-out veterans and, and just, you know, make a run. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the Buffalo Sabres, they do have the talent to eventually get to the playoffs. I mean, because, I mean, back in the 90s, they were dominant, and they made the playoffs almost every year. But now it's gotten to the point where, you know, they lost a lot of those players, and now they're just kind of still in rebuild mode, but I think they can get back there. No doubt about well, it. Well, to be fair, most of the players from the 90s have retired. Um, but Thanks, Ron. <laughs> I had no idea. Okay, I was I, I was just trying to keep you up to date. You know, Alexander Mogilny, I think he might still be playing, but I don't I don't know for sure. Or is he playing in a casket somewhere? Uh, possibly. I mean, you know. Nah, well, you never know. Dominic Kasich's probably joining them. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he just got his number raised to the rafters like two or three years ago, and people are just saying, guys, can we bring him back, please? please for the love of God, I'd rather <laughs> please, have this, please, for the love of I'd God, rather have this goalie walking around with, you know, a walker than, than f***ing Robin Leonard. That would be that would be great. <laughs> yeah, Robin Leonard and Chad Johnson. Woo-hoo! To be fair, Chad Johnson had a fair, you know, number of games where he was actually pretty good. Robin Leonard is not terrible in regulation but when you get to the shootout i don't think he stopped a single shot in the entire time that he's been with the sabers i think that's an actual statistic uh statistic yeah that sounds about right wasn't the best goalie in the nhl by any means anyway sorry for hijacking it to talk about the sabers who are not in the uh stanley cup playoffs (laughs) that is 100 percent fine sir how did they finish by the way the sabers they were dead last Oh, yeah, they were... It's historic. Uh, the first time anybody's ever finished 31st in the league. <laughs> Let's go, Buffalo. <laughs> Way to go, Buffalo. So in terms of the teams that are currently in the playoffs, we have Winnipeg, 
Minnesota, the Avalanche of Colorado, Nashville, the Golden Knights of Vegas, L.A., San Jose, Anaheim, Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, New Jersey, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, and Washington and Columbus. When I read those, I read those actually in order of their current matchups. For example, Winnipeg is matched up with Minnesota, Colorado with Nashville, and so on. I think the most intriguing matchup of this group is probably the Vegas Knights and the LA Kings. Both teams that were playing very well down the stretch. And right now, currently, Vegas has got a 2-0 series lead on them. And I could see them sweeping the way that they're playing right now. I completely agree. That's that's all my analysis. I, I agree. <laughs> Kyle, anything? I got all my money on their Predators this year. Uh, yeah, Predators are a good team. They do look good. And they got a crazy fan base. Have you ever seen any highlights from those games? I haven't seen any highlights from them, but I can tell you that when I was working for a... Uh, for a third-party ticket vendor, um, I was on the phone for about three hours with this one customer who was a Nashville Predators super fan, um, who said that her child had actually given Pecorine some advice on how to uh, be a goalie after his hip surgery. Uh, so that was interesting. I mean, yeah, Pecorine has played amazing this year. He was a large part of their ascension to the number one seed. They won the President's Cup this year, had the best record in the NHL. And I think it's a yeah. basis of a solid offense, a very stout defense, and good goaltending. I mean, I think they, they're kind of balanced all throughout all assets of their team. Yeah, I mean, trading uh, Shea Weber for uh, P.K. Subban probably didn't hurt either. Oh, not at all. Shea Weber was becoming too injury prone. I mean, I think he spent the first 30 games of the season on the bench because he was hurt. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I think Nashville clearly won in that trade because they got a top offensive defenseman to just anchor their back end. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, pretty much any team needs good defense. Defense wins championships, as the uh, cliche says. I mean, but you got to have a at least a couple guys who can score because if you're winning one two to nothing in like the first couple rounds you're not going to last very long in the Stanley Cup against guys like Pittsburgh against guys like Boston who put up seven goals last night Pittsburgh put up seven goals in, in game one against Philadelphia maybe if you were the uh, the Devils in the late 90s when you had the trap defense going then uh, you could probably get away with it but I think there's a uh, a really good uh, counter for that now well you also had the Devils with a guy like Scott Stevens Forget it. Like if I if I see him coming at me, I'm skating back the other way because he is he was a scary, scary dude. Oh, for sure. Like I would not want to meet that guy in a dark alley because, I mean, I don't know. He just he seems like the kind of guy that would mug you for your money. Yeah, he'd mug you for your money and then punch you in the face a couple times. And just just because it would be fun. But like, hey, this looks fun. I'm gonna use you like a, your head like a beanbag. Does um, Colorado stand a chance against the Predators? To answer your question, Kyle, I do think Colorado does stand a chance, but they just need to play better defense. Because as of right now, their goaltending and their defense have been the downfall. Like the game yesterday, Nashville only won five to four. So I mean, Colorado can score. They they have the power to put up numbers offensively, but if they can't show up defensively or in goal, they're in trouble. They remind me of a perennial playoff team. Yeah, they do. But I mean, if it, like like I was saying, if they can't stop a power play, if they can't kill Pelties off, if they can't stop enough shots, like teams like Vegas and LA can, they're not going to make it past the first round. Right. In this first round, like who do you guys like um, coming out of uh, each matchup? We can start off with Winnipeg and Minnesota. Um, Winnipeg has had the better record. They 
been the better team throughout the season, and they won the season series three to one. I just see Winnipeg. Winnipeg's too strong here. I think they're the more dominant team, and I think they could give Nashville a run for their money, but. I see Winnipeg out of the first round in that matchup. Yeah, I agree as well. I don't think there's any way for Minnesota to really come back unless Eric Stahl starts producing more, um, unless their goalies can make more saves and, you know, just everything can start to click for them, honestly. Um, when you go down 2 nothing, I think the statistics said there's like an 88% chance that the team that's been winning is going to win the whole series. So I'm just going with history here and statistics and saying that Winnipeg is going to uh, pull this one out. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, you know, on the next series we're coming up to is Colorado and Nashville, like we were just talking in detail. I personally think Nashville is too strong to lose to Colorado. They have too many weapons on offense and defense to not finish out this series in four games. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Uh, Nashville is just on a tear this year. I don't really see them, um, you know, faltering anytime soon. Um, and Colorado, I mean, they've definitely built up from being last in the league this year, last year to being in the playoffs this year. So it's possible they could turn it around, but I don't think it's very likely. Again, 88.2% chance they're going to lose. Nashville swept this series too. Yeah, they did. They swept the season series 4 to nothing against Colorado. They treated them like a beanbag, like one of those speed bags at the gym. And honestly, the next series is probably the most intriguing one, like I was saying before. It's Vegas, Golden Knights versus the LA Kings. These first two games, there's been a combined four goals scored total. And Vegas has won both games. The second game, they won in double overtime, two to one. And I just saw the recap on the NHL app on my phone, and... Vegas is probably one of the fastest teams that I've seen in the playoffs so far. They have some guys on there who can just absolutely fly. Yeah, they definitely have a lot of veteran experience, as we kind of covered earlier. I mean, this is a team made up of players who other teams just didn't feel like they needed to protect, and they are proving them very much wrong right now. I think that's part of the reason why they've had such huge success is because they want to stick it back into their old teams' faces, get back at them, and also you know be successful as a franchise and uh, going to the uh, to the playoffs in your first year, I mean that's that's pretty surprising, and uh, especially when you're made up of like I said a, a group of castoffs. Yeah, they're 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 coming out with like this whole new determination that I've never seen from a team really before because like you said, they were cast aside by a lot of their old teams and they're coming out saying we're gonna prove you guys wrong. This is our first season in the league, but that doesn't mean we're gonna be bottom of the barrel. They were three well, no. yeah. less wins from having the most wins in the NHL this year. They had 51 wins this year, and the top team had 54. Wow. Yeah, that like when I saw that stat, I was like, that's incredible. For them to, in their first season, put up 51 wins, it's almost unheard of. Yeah, I'm pulling for Vegas. I really hope they, they, they can go all the way, to be honest with you. Um, initially, I was behind Minnesota because that's just always been my secondary team. Um, but this year, it's, it's Vegas all the way. I just want to see, I want to see him pull it out. I 100% agree with you. Um, Kyle, do you think it's going to be Vegas, or do you think it's going to be LA in this uh, in this matchup? Vegas is up 2-0, right? They're up two to nothing in the series. Yeah. I would just base it off of that. They're just, I think, what you just said about how they've done this year and now being up 2-0 in the playoffs. I think, I think that series is over. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, LA is a good team. I mean, you really can't count them out, but I would not be surprised if Vegas swept that series. Would not be surprised in the slightest bit. 
because they just have the grit and determination to just prove all the doubters wrong. So we'll do one more uh, series preview, and then we'll take our first break, and then we'll um, jump back into the playoffs and then our picks, and that'll be the end of it. But uh, the next series before our break is San Jose and Anaheim. A lot of people on the NHL Network were saying that Anaheim was going to destroy San Jose in the series. San Jose has come out and won both games in Anaheim. So now the series is up 2-0, and San Jose is going back home, where they've had a one of the best home records in the NHL throughout the season. So Anaheim could be in trouble here. Oh, for sure. I mean, you go into the Shark Tank and you're – you're kind of screwed, I think, in a lot of uh, situations. I mean, San Jose uh, a couple years ago was a team that nobody really believed in. They were kind of a you know the laughing stock, but then they went to the what well, didn't they go to the finals like two years ago against uh, Pittsburgh? I mean, they've been making a real push lately, but uh, I mean, I always saw them as like a middling, lower tier team up until probably two years ago. And now that they've added Evander Kane in there, yeah, that was a huge pickup for them. To take a, he plucked him from your precious Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, I know. I was really bummed when they traded him away. Uh, I was really hoping they would keep him and that all the fans would just, you know, just shut up and just let him stick around and play his game because he's was one of the leading scorers on our team. But uh, you know what? He uh, he's found some uh, some new uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, inspiration in his change of scenery from Buffalo to San Jose, and hopefully he can continue to produce and uh, push the Sharks forward. Um, this is kind of a uh, interesting series for me because Anaheim has Ryan Miller, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah, and he's like my favorite player of all time, so I don't want to cheer against Ryan Miller, but uh, I think San Jose is going to pull it out. Uh, I have to agree with you, but I feel like San Jose after this round could be in trouble for one simple reason. They've had a problem with durability this whole season. A lot of injuries to Joe Pavelski. Evander Kane had an injury for a while. Logan Couture was injured for a while. Joe Thornton was injured for a while. But I feel like they will get by Anaheim in the first round, but they may run into the bus known as the Vegas Knights in the second round, and they could be in trouble. Oh, for sure. I feel like, uh, you know, San Jose, uh, the, the one, the thing about the, the point you just made, uh, is, is, uh, is very true. rings true to me. Um, a lot of their players are super old, like for the NHL, like everybody on their top lines, I think is at least 35. Um, so yeah, that could be an issue, but I still see him pushing past Anaheim at least and getting to the second round. I don't see him go much further than that. Like I said, Vegas all the way. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. What do you think, Kyle? I think San Jose. Um, game three, they're at home, right? Uh, they won those first two games on the road. These next two games are going to be at home in San Jose. Oh, man. They can't get a better setup, I think. And they're the underdogs. I think the Ducks are feeling the pressure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that 100%. I know they're pretty close in the matchup, but... Technically, the Sharks are the sixth seed. I think what will definitely help them, though, is guaranteed their first two series, they don't have to travel very far to go to their games because San Jose and Anaheim are very close together. San Jose and Vegas, San Jose and L.A., they're all really close. So they're not going to be as fatigued as a lot of other teams like Boston and Toronto. They have to fly between there. Luck of the draw, yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a good draw for for any of those teams down there in that bracket, Vegas, LA, San Jose, and Anaheim, they're all so close together. 
that it's going to make for very rested players. They're not going to be jet-lagged. They're not going to be tired as much as these other teams. Well, we are going to take our first break. We will be right back after this short break. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Ron here, and welcome to the intermission portion of our show. I'd like to take this time to tell you about our wonderful new sponsor, Uplift Pomade. Now, I'm sure you're asking, Ron, what is Uplift Pomade? Well, I'm so glad that you asked. Uplift Pomade is a hot new line of hair care products born straight out of Wakefield, Mass. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that you care about your hair, and so does Uplift Pomade. They want you to look your best. That's why the inventor of this product, Rocco Daniele, used his original blend Uplift Pomade on our own Dampaneda for his wedding day. And I have to say, it even made him look pretty fly, for a white guy. But Ron, I'm sure you're saying, surely this company promotes animal testing and uses the worst kind of chemicals. Well, dear listener, that statement could not be further from the truth. You see, much like myself, Uplift Pomade would never put their name on products tested on animals, and they only use organic ingredients so that you'll never have to worry about putting any rancid chemicals near your head ever again. Plus, the recycling program allows you to return any empty container of Uplift Pomade product, and they'll give, as a gift to you, a $2 credit towards your next purchase. That's a better deal than recycling cans or bottles. So if your hair care product just isn't doing the job, check out Uplift Pomade. Currently available at wholesale barber shops and coming soon online at upliftpomade.com. Thank you very much, and now back to the show. And we're back. We're back from our first break and only break. Yeah, not very long breaks over here. But we'll jump right back into the matchups in the first round. Uh, we left off at San Jose in Anaheim. And the next one, uh, we're getting over to the Eastern Conference now. We cover the West. First matchup we're going to talk about is Boston and Toronto. Me as a Boston fan, I'm a little surprised that the season series went the way it went. That Toronto took three out of four games. But Boston has come out and won the first two handily in the first two games. They won, I believe it was 6-1 to one and 7-2, to two, if I remember correctly. So they've been uh, putting goals in the net. And, I mean, if they, if they continue to play the, the way they're playing, I could see them going far. But they could run into Pittsburgh, and that could be a problem. Yeah, I mean, potentially. But first, if they did get past this round, they would also have to deal with Tampa Bay who uh, is pretty excellent in their own right. 100%. Yeah, they're a really good team. Very good. That hit, though, the other night from Nazim Kadri. I mean, I thought that I saw for a brief second there the uh, the, the the reincarnation of Umanga from the WWE. Uh, I uh, mean, <laughs> it was not only a wrestling-style move, but it was also just completely unnecessary. I think it was a case of, you know, at that point it was 5-1. to one. They were getting embarrassed, and he just took out his frustration on a guy who was vulnerable, and there was no cause for it. Well, there was also, uh, before that, a lot of people um, 
you know, the clip that we watched, uh, there were some people criticizing it because apparently Wingles had thrown his elbow up beforehand, and that's what they said caused the uh, the retaliatory hit. But I'm sorry, if you elbow somebody, that's not really cause for like doing the stink face into the corner. So I, I totally agree with you, but I mean, at the same time, if you look at how the hit went down with Wingles on, I think it was Marner, whoever he hit. It looked unintentional. It, well, there wasn't malice behind it. He didn't target the guy and say, oh, I'm going to straight up elbow you in the face. No, it literally looked like he was just trying to finish his check. Marner was kind of like down at his elbow level. His elbow happened to hit him in the face. Definitely not intentional. But Kadri came from across the ice and, char- and charged the hell out of Wiggles and hit him right in the head. There was definitely intent oh, 100%. Uh, behind Kadri. Yeah. That was very uh, Bengals-like. Oh, God, those stupid Bengals are the worst. Hey, hey, I love the Bengals because they made sure the Bills got into the playoffs last year. <laughs> and that's pretty much the true. only reason. <laughs> and then the Bills took it from there. Yeah, yeah, they took it right from there, and they lost right in the first round, just like we expected. But you know what? Now we can say that the Cleveland Browns have the longest drought in the NFL. And that will last for a good while. Yeah, but, for a little bit. But more on that come football season. Yeah. So the next series we're going to discuss is like, uh, Ron, you were talking about, is Tampa Bay versus New Jersey. A lot of people are surprised that New Jersey won this season series 3 to nothing. Damn, I didn't even know that. Yeah, but Tampa Bay, I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell from the season, uh, from the playoff series currently. It's 2 nothing Tampa, and Tampa has yeah. dominated both games. Yeah, um, that's not surprising to me. Tampa has been consistently one of the best teams in the league for the last, I want to say, like five years. So them kind of, you know, just frolicking all over the New Jersey Devils, who have not been that good for quite a while. Um, Close to 15 not, years the Devils haven't been in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just meant just in general. They they haven't been a very good team. No, they um, Like, for a long time. Um, I think the last time I remember even thinking about the New Jersey Devils was when they had uh, Johan Hedberg, uh, and that was pretty much the last time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little surprised that New Jersey even made it to the playoffs. Phil, same with Philadelphia. We'll get to them next. But, you know, teams that miss the playoffs include the Blackhawks, the Red Wings, you know, the Blues, like these other really good teams that normally you see in the playoffs and to not see them in the playoffs at all is kind of a culture shock, to be honest, because you're kind of used to seeing the same teams over and over and over in the playoffs, but it's kind of fun to see some new teams in the mix. That is true. I do appreciate seeing some variety. Um yeah, uh, seeing the Red Wings in the playoffs for like 25 years straight, I was just like, come on, dude. Can we get somebody else in there, oh, please? Oh, yeah, back in the 90s so. <laughs> with like Scotty Bowman and Iserman and uh, yeah. Brendan Shanahan, Shanahan, Chelios, that crazy good team. They, and them and the Avalanche, they made the playoffs or won the Stanley Cup. I think it was like six straight years. It was like alternated between the two teams. That wouldn't surprise me. I would not be shocked. I think Tampa is just too good in this series. I think those three wins by New Jersey were kind of flukish. Granted, you beat someone once, it's a fluke, but you beat someone three times in a season series, it's a trend. But I think Tampa realizes that, and I think they know that they have to be at their best to be able to take out New Jersey. 
So I personally pick New Jersey, uh, Tampa Bay to move on. I'm with Tampa. They know how to win in the postseason, and it's a whole different game. I agree. Now it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Tampa performs on the road because it seems like they're a very good home team, but it seems like on the road they kind of struggle. So we'll see how that goes. Um, well, and that's actually a good segue into the next series, which is Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, which everybody was saying. Pittsburgh, best team in the league right now. Uh, they're going to go sweep everyone and get to the Stanley Cup. It's going to be non-contest. And they go out and win the first game 7 to nothing. And I was like, uh-oh, people might be right. And then I don't think Philly took too kindly to getting embarrassed in the first game. Because then they came out and won 5-1. to one. So the series is tied 1-1 to one right now. And that's what, like... I want to say 13, 14 goals in two games. So, yeah, uh, yeah those guys know how to put the puck in the net. And, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pulling for Philly just because, like you said earlier, I like seeing new teams in there. And, you know, Pittsburgh won's, has won it two years in a row. I'd like to see them get knocked out in the Pittsburgh first round. Has become like the Yankees of the NHL. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but – for me, they just seem to be there every year. They stack up on these really good players back like in the 90s, like when the Yankees stacked up on like Jeter and Posada and all those guys. Everyone kind of likes them. Everyone kind of likes them, but then anyone who is not a fan of that team despises them. Really wants them to lose. <laughs> and really wants them to lose, or I hear a lot of, oh, I hope Crosby breaks his ankles. It's like... It's easy to root for them. It, it's easy to root for them it's even easier to root against them so i feel like everyone's kind of against them at this point except for pittsburgh fans yeah i would agree with that i mean it's really easy to be like oh my god can we get rid of Sidney crosby already i'm tired of seeing him for like 12 years straight but uh i don't know man i think he's still got like 12 years in him and uh it's gonna be tough but like i said i hope philly pulls it out it would be nice to see him play for another 10 12 years but at the same time, it's um, it's going to be tough for him because he's had six concussions in his career. He's only been in the league 10 years. So that's nearly a concussion per year, which is not good. But uh, I, I think, like we've been saying, I think Pittsburgh takes this series. I think they're just they're too dominant. They have too many weapons to be able to lose. Their one downfall could be their goaltending. I think their goaltending is a little shaky, as clear by the game they let up five goals. But, I mean, anything can happen in the, in the playoffs, you know. So, so it's very unpredictable. But And then our last series is Washington and Columbus, another team that I was shocked to see even made the playoffs, being Columbus. But... I always have trouble pulling for Washington because they have yet, in Alex Ovechkin's career, they have yet to make the conference finals. Ever. With, and with a player like that, like how can you not make the conference finals? Well, it helps to have you know talent surrounding him. And I feel like they now... Every year I keep feeling like, oh, this is going to be the year. They're going to push it a little bit further. They're going to get up, you know, play in the semifinals at least. But then every year they just they stall out. And for some reason they're just, like, completely gassed by, you know, mid-April. So 
I don't know, man. I'm honestly kind of pulling for Columbus because, again, new team in there. But it would be pretty cool for Ovechkin, I guess, to move on in the playoffs. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. You know, and I actually believe I actually misspoke earlier. I had sent you a text with like what the season series was. I went back and looked. Columbus is actually leading the series. They're up one nothing. They won game one in overtime. And I'm gonna have to go on a limb and say Columbus wins this series because I think Washington has a tendency every year to choke in the playoffs. They have a standout year, top goal scorers, top players on their team. They get to the playoffs and they just collapse. And I don't know what it is, but they just, they haven't shown me anything to give me any confidence in picking them. Well, yeah. And I mean, didn't they win the president's trophy like a couple years ago? Yeah. Like two and years they, ago. And they... then they got swept in the first round. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's not a good look. Like, I don't know if it's just, like, they need to find still yet another young star to bring in. Like, they already had TJ Oshie, Ovechkin. I mean, they Nick got... Nick Backstrom. Nick Backstrom, yeah. They've got, like, a ton of players who, or at least, you know, several players, a good top six, at least, that they should be able to, you know, push on through to the next round of the playoffs. But they always seem to find a way to just lose out and uh i don't know if it's because they finish constantly in the top of the division and they just start taking days yeah. off or something like that mm-hmm. and then like the next team is like the team they always play against is going to be like a wild card team so they're like they're on the high of you know pushing through and trying to win every single game so that they can get into the playoffs um and then there's just kind of like that collision between those two i don't know but i i just feel like there's just a bad attitude in that whole locker room in general so yeah, I think, honestly, it all stems back to the coach. I think if the coach has this way of being able to motivate his, his troops, then they'd be fine. But I feel like they come into the playoffs with almost like this very like lackadaisical attitude where they feel like, oh, we're a really good team. We can beat anybody. And then next yeah. thing you know, they lose the first two games. They're like, oh, crap. You know, we need to yep. pull up our jocks and – you know, step it up because otherwise we're going to get knocked out again. Yep. And, and that's how you that get point, those middling like teams. Claw, they're trying to fight back and it's too little too late. Almost like they Almost hit cruise kind of easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like they, they hit the cruise control button towards the end of the year. And instead of taking it off cruise control and being like, okay, new, new series, new game, let's come up with a game plan. They stay in cruise control and figure they can then just coast to the finals, but that's not the case at the playoffs. It's a whole different animal. Yep. Um, Faux show. Faux show, yo. I like Columbus. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking Columbus too. I just don't think Washington has the mental fortitude to take the series. I think they can get I agree. swept. Oh. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I don't know about that, but yeah, I, I think that it's a, uh, a serious possibility. It is very, very possible. I'm, I'm not saying I'm rooting for it to happen, but Washington, it's also not unheard of. <laughs> no, you're right. But at the same time, they haven't shown me enough to have my faith put in them. Because anytime they get to the playoffs, they just can't put string wins together. They just can't get it in their heads that it's a whole different ball game, and they gotta step it up. Will the Blue Jackets win Game Two? I think they will. 
That'll be history. That'll and be it's history. In Washington. In Washington. Yeah. It's They've never history. gone up 2 0. No, and it, not to mention, it's a series very similar to San Jose and Anaheim. Everyone going in was like, Anaheim's a better team. They're going to win. San Jose, being the away team, has won the first two away games, and now they're going home. If Columbus can do the same thing, Washington's in trouble because I've seen highlights of games played in Columbus. That is a loud arena. And yeah, those people they are, are going to be rocking. If they're up 2-0 on the, one of the top seeds in the in that bracket, forget it. That's going to be a Cinderella story, and that could be game over real quick. So Washington needs to really step up game two. Otherwise, they're going to be uh, hitting the showers early. Yeah, I think you mean they're going to be hitting the uh, golf, club, golf course uh, early. Yeah, they're going to be going down to Florida green. real quick. Yep, yep. And then we're going to be covering, you know, NHLers doing golf, and I'll be like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I do want to take into account, uh, we had some polls put up on Twitter. Um, I did put up a poll that said, uh, let me pull it up here. Um, who do you think will win the Stanley Cup? And I, I listed four teams. The Penguins, the Predators, the Lightning, and then I had other put there in case someone said, oh, you know, I don't think any of those are going to make it. I think this other team is. The current percentage right now is 50% say the Predators are going to win the Stanley Cup. And I can't argue with that. I think the way that they've played throughout the season and the way they're playing during the playoffs – it's going to be hard to beat them. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would definitely agree with that. Um, Predators, like I said earlier, have been strong all year. They're always really tough when it comes to the playoffs. Um, I don't see them, you know, giving up without a fight. So I could see them winning it. I kind of hope they do win it, just because last year I wanted them to win, and uh, well, they didn't. Um, but I still got. I still got pull. For- yeah, I mean, uh, what we can do here is we're each going to make our. Stanley Cup uh, champion predictions, but then we'll also be making our off the pine pick, which more or less is who is a sleeper pick of a team that not a lot of people are talking about who could win it all. So, Ron, we'll start with you. Uh, who's your pick, and then who's your off the pine pick? Okay, so my pick for the whole damn kit and caboodle is the Vegas Golden Knights because they're just unstoppable right now. And I believe it would be a pretty awesome story to tell down the line. Um, my off the pine pick, um, the Philadelphia Flyers, because why the hell not? I think it'd be pretty, pretty damn hilarious if uh, Philadelphia came out and won the whole thing. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's would, be that would be a hell of a story. Philadelphia would win two championships, two different sports teams in the year. They'd ride. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've heard? Have you heard about the people in Minnesota? Uh, all their teams made the playoffs, and they're, like, excited about that. And I'm just like, could you imagine what would happen if the Vikings won the championship? Oh, or, like, oh, if the Twins God, won the championship? God. Like, Imagine if they won, you know, if they won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl in, Minnesota, in Minnesota. They had done that, they had done that this year. How, oh, I know. That would have been amazing. That would've, that would've it it would have been pandemonium. Like, oh, oh, God, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Kyle, so Kyle, we'll, we'll step, step up to you, my friend. Uh, who's, who's, your who's your Stanley Cup pick and who's, who's your, your uh, off the pine pick? All right, my, All right, my prediction, not, not too crazy. Predators, predators over, over the, lightning. the Lightning. 
and, and I, really, I like really like the Sharks, the sharks as my off-the-pine off off team. team. I like it. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I, I, don't like know. I just the like sharks. the Sharks, and I, and I hope they do it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. I mean, they've been playing well all season. They're starting, they're off, starting off hot. And their goaltending has been the best in the league right now. Um, I'd be pretty happy if Kane walked away with a ring. That would be nice. That would be nice to see. He's been busting his ass for a long time, and it's good to see him get some recognition finally. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. For me, my uh, Stanley Cup pick is the Predators. I think the way their team is built, they are just a powerhouse. And I feel like they could go the distance and win the whole thing. Um, my off-the-pine pick is actually the Boston Bruins. Um, yeah. I know it's biased or it sounds biased because I'm from Boston originally. It does. But they – real nice guy. <laughs> um, but if you've it's seen like these you last have a two horse games, in this the race. way that they're playing, they're playing lights out. Great goaltending, great defense, and scoring points, putting up offense. Um, they're going to be tough to beat down the stretch, but they will have a tough road going against Pittsburgh and Tampa. So that will be a challenge for them, but they could potentially pull it out. But I still think the Predators are my, my main pick for sure. Nice. I, uh, I agree. I think Boston could, could go pretty far, especially because Toronto is, is a very good up-and-coming team, and uh, they've already made them look just absolutely silly. So it's entirely possible. Thank you for listening to Ride the Pine, a proud member of the Brain Trust Network. If you enjoyed our show and would like to support us, please leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you're feeling especially generous, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash ride the pine. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter at Ride the Pine Pod. Ride the Pine is produced by Ron Swarthout. Our theme music is by Austin Cologne, who can be found at austincolonemusic.bandcamp.com or on Twitter at Austin Cologne Band. Austin is also the co-host of Dumb All Over and Pattern History X with Tom Maddalena. So if you're into politics or bizarre history, check them out. And again, thanks for listening.